Welcome back. It's Tuesday and time for Monkhorn McGann. Well, last week he had me swimming with barracudas as we went to Mozambique. Happily, we're back in Ireland uh, where you won't have to travel too far to get to your destination. Monkhorn, welcome to the programme. Thank you so What's much, George. What's the destination? We're looking at Kilkenny, uh, County Kilkenny, but actually Kilkenny, uh, they're so rich in terms of tourism that we're only going to focus on three places. Kilkenny City itself and then that Nor River walk down to Butler's Bridge and then Thomastown um, and sort of towards Jarpoint. But uh, basically, Kilkenny, you know, they are the envy of any other county in terms of tourism. They have nailed it in terms of food, in terms of where you're going to stay, in terms of the infrastructure, the walks you can do, the activities that are there. They, they've been at it longer or somehow, somehow they understood the culture of what they had. Um, so it's like it is very easy to sell Kilkenny and that's mainly the problem I suppose during weekends now it is so full of either you know either hen parties or just people on the lash or, or you know it is people know it's a fun town Kilkenny City is yeah. the place hour and a half from Dublin exactly yeah great festivals Kilkenomics Kilkenny Cat Laughs like um, the Kilkenny Arts Festival, they, they just nail it uh, in terms of so All right, things. well, start me off. Okay, so you're going to go, the, the main thing you're going to see is St. Canis' the cathedral, the second biggest cathedral after, after St. Patrick's, and it's St. Canis', so it's called St. Canis' Kilkinnig, basically it's named after him, the 6th century uh, um, saint of, of, the, uh, of the area. Now clearly, 6th century, the cathedral isn't 6th century, but it is ancient, like it's, mo- a lot of what you're looking at is between 13th and 16th century, in the same way as St. Patrick's with bits from the 19th century. But the main thing is any element of, of Kilkenny, Kenny, you're looking at basically untouched medieval culture, okay, that has, has somehow survived in so, many, in so many ways. And the main thing that you're seeing is that not only not the architecture, but the whole culture. You know, this, you know Dame Alice Kittler. Dame Alice Kittler was this witch that was, they tried her and tried to burn her on the stake for being a witch. Um, and she... She is involved with every element of Kilkenny. First, Kittler's Inn was the inn she owned. The problem is she, she married four husbands and kept... They all died, maybe naturally or maybe suspiciously, but she kept the money. So the sons accused her of witchcraft. They bring her to the Bishop of Austria at the time, who says, yeah, she was definitely serving up some sort of sorcery by mixing roosters and dead men's fingers and naughty children and cooking them inside the brains of a thief, and she'd kill them all. So they were gonna they were gonna kill her. In the end, they just killed her nursemaid Petronella. Um, they put us. They sort of put her to the stake. Um, and so she basically, even St. Canice's Cathedral, her dad, uh, uh, sort of whatever his name is, um, Jose Kittler, has his plaque inside. The tower outside the outside the Canice's Cathedral is missing its top because so actually three people were accused of witchcraft. Dame Alice Kittler, her nephew, William, and then the maid. The maid gets burnt at the stake. Um, Alice lo- runs to London. William does penance by rebuilding the tower. And the lead he used was too heavy, and so it collapsed. So what's lovely is, not only are you seeing architecture, they're still telling the stories from, from way back then. The next thing you're seeing is Kilkenny Castle, which is worth going to see, basically, because it was owned by the one family, from the, by the butlers, from the 14th century right up until 1935. Uh, and you know it it sort of takes over everything the 20 acres of parkland is where you're going to be doing your walking when you get your little sandwich from all the posh delicatessens you're just going to walk either on the grounds around Kilkenny Castle or there's a beautiful walkway right down to the Nore um, beneath the castle and you know right the other side of the castle is Kilkenny Design Centre so in terms of Kilkenny bringing new things they were the ones who brought a new idea of design to Ireland in the 1960s based in the stables around Kilkenny 
um, around Kilkenny Castle. So downstairs are sort of all the are the galleries of all these young craft artists, and upstairs is Kilkenny Design Centre Cafe, a great cafe. The one place you have to stay when you're in Kilkenny, well, you can stay in the Lyratha Estate for George if you want, like 130 acres of of posh uh, land outside. But the place where I stayed, the one time where I paid my own money and paid 100 euros. Because as you know, for fifteen, I would have been in the hostel, but this is worth it. Sort of Butler House. It's they, it's the Dower House of the castle, right across the road from Kenny Castle is Dower House. Perfect eighteenth-century building with these like lovely sort of you know mosaic sort of um, plasterwork, eighteenth-century plasterwork, and a sweeping staircase, gallery rooms. Most people will just get downstairs into gallery rooms, but upstairs are thirteen suites, and it's worth it. Like. My minimum, you get it for 100 euros if you go at the right time of the year. It might go up to 140 euros. But it's staying in one of the perfect Georgian houses, looking out over the castle, looking down over the, the castle gardens, the, the Butler House gardens, uh, which are beautifully laid out. And you have your breakfast in the stables of Kilkenny. I was down there recently yeah. during the election, mm-hmm. and there's a big castle wall like when you're driving in. Exactly. Isn't that right? Exactly. You cross the Nore and you see you see the wall and then you see the castle is the entire side on your left hand side and then the town runs down the main street from yeah. from the right and I mean so many elements like the Roth House the 16th century when you're going down the main street you see this really imposing on both sides in fact you see really uh, imposing Tudor buildings Roth House is this Tudor merchant's house it was built exactly where poor Petronella your ones the witch's uh, maid was burnt uh, on right on top of it and they still kept the 16th century garden so love divided up into fruit vegetables herbs and apples just as it would have been in the 16th century like there's still you know this little road butter slip there's an, it goes down an arch it's this dark alleyway like straight out of something of Harry Potter some this dark cobbled alleyway going under uh, um, an archway and down between two buildings and it used to be where where butter was sold you know there was butter stalls on both sides of it but rarely are you going to find that sort of level of Tudor, of um, architecture and lifestyle. But all the while now, all the crowd going down on the hen party and all this, they're only getting lashed. They're not looking at Butterslip. No, so it's the same as Temple Bar, I suppose. Temple Bar had the potential of being, a, you know, still has elements of Viking Dublin, definitely 17th century, 18th century. And then it just all got the focus. You ignore all that and you just go to the pubs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to mention the super pubs of Kilkenny, you know, because they're, they're, they're sort of gross. The food trail is amazing. And when you... The, the food trail in Kilkenny is all based around the local producers around the area, and I will be touching on that. So let's say the first thing you get out to get out of Kilkenny, the best thing is park your car or take a train down to Kilkenny and then start walking. Okay, so the Nor the sort of trail Kilkenny set out. They were the first people to set up an app on your phone that you could follow all the walking trails in the area, and their best walk was they're designed to walk straight out of Kilkenny, um, out along the Nor River, down to Bennett's Bridge, down then to. Um, to Thomastown. And How far is that? So the first the first piece is eleven kilometres. Okay, which is nice for one one. Yeah. yeah. Now I did it there and back, but actually they they have this sus. On a Saturday they have a bus running back from Bennettstown. So you do your eleven kilometres. It's just so glorious. You know, the Nor is one of these slow moving, meandering build, um, rivers, and on either side are all the old mills and the Georgian mansions that you're only you won't get to see them from the main road. You know, you're only getting to see them from from the river. And you're going to Bennett's Bridge, yeah. Right? Yeah, and you remember Bennett's Bridge, mainly it's now known for Nicky Moss pottery. So it was the big... And the big, hurlers, presumably. Exactly. The big flour mills were uh, were always there. And in fact, the Moss family were flour merchants. They took a Nick, Nicholas Moss in the 50 years ago now, 
took over his dad's old, old buildings and started creating pottery. Uh, what he was using sort of Irish clay, using traditional Irish techniques of making it, making it and spongeware. He's the only the sort of in the 19th century um, technique of sponging designs onto pottery. Anyway, it's nice stuff. If you don't want to shop, the fact is upstairs is this vast cafe. So you're going to walk, you're going to go down, you're going to buy a picnic of all your favourite food to walk, or otherwise you go to Bennett's Bridge and you go to the, the, the cafe above Nicky Moss's, um, Nicky Moss's restaurant. Yeah. The next thing is you're either in for a long walk or you're going to drive to Thomastown. But Thomastown is like again, a 14th century set up by this Welsh mercenary, Thomas de Cantwell. Um, but the old, the four walls that are around Thomastown, most are demolished, but Mullins Castle, the original one corner of the four wall, is still there. Amazing trout fishing in, in the Nore. Um, now, there's a few different places you can you can get to it. But so if you go to Thomastown, you can easily pick up a, a permit in, in the hardware shore, shop, uh, Simon Tracy's hardware shop. And uh, have a gorgeous... Uh, you're only allowed five trout per rod per season, but you're not going to get that in your, in your one or two days in, in, in Thomastown. Are <coughs> you a fisherman? No, but I'd, I'd appreciate it there, just because river fishing is something, I think, something special. All right, OK. The places to eat when you're in, when you're in sort of Thomastown itself, well, you can go outside to, to Mount Juliet for a posh tea around it, whatever. I was hoping you'd mention Mount Juliet. I will, yeah. 1,300 acres, 1,500 acres of gardens and and woodlands. But the woodlands, that's 600 acres of original oak woodland. Some lovely walks through there. And your man's golf course, whatever his name is, Nicholas's. Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a great smashing golf course. It does a hotel there, a question centre? Yeah, yeah, a gym, a spa. It's. I mean, it's, it's a good it's, place. I mean you know, you just you know, this is beneath you because it costs a few bob. <laughs> but it's a magnificent place to stay. It is. No, it's impressive. It and is impressive. you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy it. No, no. When you have grounds like that, and then anyone is going to enjoy, it, yeah, even walks in them. The nice thing, actually. Sort of not in Thomastown, but a little bit out towards Gowran, out the road a bit, is the reptile zoo. It used to be called the reptile village, but a clever. It's now the National Reptile Zoo, and it is, as you'd imagine, basically cobras, pythons, snakes, caimans, alligators, lizards, iguanas. Really? Yeah, and you can pet them if you're willing, or you can just view them behind glass if that is your thing. But they'll always have a few animals out that, and if you're dare, if you're brave enough. Um, to to hold them, you're welcome to. But it's like there's no child who isn't going to be blown away by that. Um, no, absolutely. I took my grandchildren uh, to the the similar place in Gorey, mm-hmm. and like it was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, so um, but so if you want a sort of more uh, aesthetically cultured thing, Kilfane Glen and Waterfall. So it's one of these cottage ornays. You know, the 18th century idea of having a hidden, beautiful sort of Swiss type castle with a uh, cottage with a thatched roof. And you get to it by a lovely sort of trails of uh, through old woodland trails. It's sort of it's sort of it's the, there was there was this love in the nineteenth century of creating absolutely romantic vistas and idylls, and it's been well preserved. Like this was laid out actually in the seventeen nineties, late eighteenth century, um, and you walk through the six hectares of woodland to find the cottage uh, orne along sort of uh, little bridges, tiny little bridges, and 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 now and where's paths. this place? This is Kilfane Glen and Waterfall. It's about two kilometres out of um, Thomastown on the M9. So it's a lot to be seen and do if you go to Thomastown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's still Jerpoint glass, you know, Jerpoint glass blowing, which you can go and visit. Jerpoint was an abbey, I thought. Exactly. So Jerpoint, the abbey is still definitely worth visiting. And the Jerpoint Abbey, one of their main things the monks used to do, they used to catch fish from both the Nor, the, the trout, but also from the, the small stream that runs right up the bottom of the Nor Valley, which is the little Aragal River. And so 
some people in the 1960s realised, look, if this was what the, the monks were doing in Jerpoint, we should be doing the same. So they started creating trout pools and diverted some of the water from the Little Irrigal River into it. Um, then the next generation come along in the 90s and they've now created Goats... Have you heard of Goats Bridge Trout Farm? They're basically the only people creating first-rate farmed trout. You know, we always think of farmed trout as a, as a sort of lesser thing. But because the water is constantly refreshed, coming from the Little Aragal River, they're only putting, like, clean sort of organic food into it. So it tastes as good as a trout cost, as a trout caught trout. No, as a rod caught trout. Um, and a they'll rod s- caught trout. Indeed. Very yeah. Good. So I was, again, it, what I love about it is what I want. I want the Midlands to be doing the same. We could be producing, we could be producing, you know, fish ponds and creating local fish in everywhere. They see, they seem to have, they've nailed it. But of course, they've been at it since the 1960s, and they've served as now sort of a visitor centre where they serve smoked trout, barbecue trout, trout caviar, trout pate, um, and so you're getting to taste genuine piece of the uh, genuine f- taste of the area when you're there. That is a tradition that's going back from the 12th century monks at Jerpoint. Well, I did the Abbey. Yeah, I think I've driven past it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in disrepair. Yeah, but it? well, it, yeah, but it's still it's still an evocative. The walls are still there. It's still an evocative right, uh, Abbey. Okay. But I'm not allowed to touch on abbeys with you. Uh, the how will the odd Abbey? I get you. Okay, yeah, it's just not Buddhist Abbey. <laughs> um, otherwise, the cheese, the famous cheese of that area is Nocdrina, and they have also a farm shop. Um, and uh, to buy cheese, yeah, to buy cheese. But they also have other foods. Like it's perfect if you want a picnic to eat by the size of the uh, by the side of the Nore. They have uh, they sell also smoked fish and cured meats and cheeses. Nocturna, yeah, Nocturna. They started off just creating one goat's cheese camembert, but now they're making a range of hard and soft goats and sheep and cows cheese. Are we still in Thomastown? We're still just outside, yeah. So, you, so they, like, I mean, you could there's a huge amount of stuff doing Thomastown. Oh yeah, so it's a lovely thing. Let's say if you go out either Thomastown or to to Goatsbridge, you can get. On, uh, you can hire bikes uh, from Thomastown from, and you can cycle around all the areas. There's like a tour one can do by visiting Nocturne at the Cheese Shop, by visiting um, the Goatsbridge Trout Farm, by Kilkenny Cycle Tours. I run it. In fact, every Friday at 10 o'clock, it leaves the village, it leaves Nocturne. costs 20 euros. You'll go and visit. Yeah, cycle tour. Exactly. You'll visit Jarpoint Glass for see glass blowing. You'll visit the, the farm, the cheese making workshop and the uh, the Goatsbridge Trout Farm where there they show you how they smoke it but also how fish has been farmed there for millennia. It's worth doing. Yeah, I don't like smoked fish. Oh, fair enough. No, I, I, I love it. Um, in fact, I took a delay on my way uh, from Dingle to, to get it today. But um, To come from Dingle? Yeah, yeah. This is my love for you. You see, no, no, you got to do this. And when you stopped and smoked the fish, I know, I know. I stopped in Currens and Dingle. They're the they're the smokers and the fish distributors worldwide, and they just do the best. Uh, and uh, what smoked salmon? Smoke mackerel. Smoke mackerel. Oh, smoke mackerel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the one other thing, which is a new development, is they've Jerpoint have a total preserved, lost, deserted twelfth century medieval town which they had been ignored, hadn't been a tourist idea. And they thought, wait there, we're not capitalising properly on this. So it's just west of the Cistercian Abbey, just west of of of, uh, of Point. They decided, OK, the Abbey was doing so well. Let's create a town, a 12th century town. And they so they have 27 houses. The remains of these are all there. There's the courtyard, the woolen mill, the tannery, the brewery, 14 different taverns. Now, hold a while now. When you said they decided, yeah. you mean the Cistercian monks... Eight hundred years ago, yeah. The, no, well, the Normans who were thinking, yeah. This, I mean, yeah. as you say, this it was it was uh, it was under 
and the local lords at the time. So they were just... So they, they built this town. Yeah, exactly. And 14 taverns. Exactly, yeah. It was all powered by two water, wheel, water wheels. And, I mean, the remains are still there. They were working off this little Aragal River so rather than the north. So when you go there, is there something seeable like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there, I mean, you're, clearly the buildings are now deserted. But they've there's now sort of interpretive centres and ways of seeing what was there. They were also... They were also realising, okay, how can we make this more active for people? Yeah. So they have goat and sheep herding. Uh, sorry, geese and sheep herding, where the collie will, you know, herd ducks, uh, sort of geese and sheep. So, again, it's a quaint thing for children. It'll be running during the summer. But also they spend, they allow they allow um, fishing along. There's like four kilometres of prime nor side of the river fishing that you can have access to. Now, that's the season is only... In fact, the season's right now. 17th of March to the 13th of September. Is the trout fishing? Yeah, and you can hire the tackle, you can hire the rods all from that area. Um, did yeah. I ever tell you I hate fishing? Yeah, you did. You just told me early in that piece, but I, I decided to ignore that. Yeah. So in terms of restaurants in Thomastown... Uh, you know, there was a great restaurant in Kilkenny called Saul Bistro, and they have a, a, a version of it also in Thomastown. Um, Nocturna, sort of for sort of picnics and for light lunches during the day. Also the Water Garden and the Blackberry Cafe. But if you want something at night, you're going to, go, I suppose, go back to to the Mount Juliet uh, would be the best idea. Yeah. The problem for you is like you're absolutely brill on 12th century Cistercian <laughs> uh, monasteries yeah. where you can't get a sandwich, uh, but you're not great on uh, 21st century. Uh, listen, can I have a three-course meal with a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc? I gave That's you, your weakness, I basically. gave you a, a reptile farm. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> no, Sol Bisto will also stay open at night. So you can eat, you can eat in either month. Go back to Mount Juliet and have a posh food but Sol Bistro you'll have a sort of easier eating uh, at night alright and it's easy to get to it's an hour and a half from Dublin you go down the M8 onto the M9 no the M7 and onto the M9 and you're there in no time you see yeah, yeah, you I've done it I was there during the election it's the beauty of it it's so, it's so near and yet the atmosphere of the place just revives you you feel you're somewhere you're outside of the norm all right, Moncom again, Tuesday travel. Uh, next week we'll be somewhere uh, evocative, as he always does. Um, you could, don't forget, you can go to the website, the uh, newstalk.com uh, forward slash the right hook, and tonight is podcasted. You can give it uh, to somebody as a birthday present. And uh, thanks, Moncom. Talk to you next week. Thank you so much.